from the road and welcome to Dawson's Critique. I'm Erin Hensley. And I'm Julia Callahan and we are two former college roommates and current BFFs who have loved Dawson's Creek since episode one first aired on the WB in 1998. Join us for this spoiler filled podcast as we recap season four. (laughs) (sighs) Okay, here we go. It's hard because like you know, season three, we remember the end, like, and the beginning is such shit. <laughs> and this is the reverse. Mm-hmm. But, like, you can't remember the beginning, unfortunately, because you just remember <laughs> the end. Right. And the beginning the is really good. Yeah, The beginning is. is really good. Truly. You know? Truly. And I wish, like... I mean, I wish I could just, like, get back into that place where, like, I remember just the end you know like yeah. i remember just the good part yeah it's <laughs> like I, I remember when we were recording season three and we have to do the whole eve episodes the first six episodes and we're like trash 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 yeah, some of the yeah. storylines with angie we're like trash come yeah. on you know um and but like then you still only remember the end and like even right. like the middle is so good yeah. you know and like i even remember like the principal green episodes being like trash but they like weren't as much trash as i remember like right, they were right. like just in a different like 1990s way you know right trash sure. uh so i i hope i can go back to a place where i remember the, the beginning, beginning of season 4 I think when we get to Downtown Crossing, the beginning of season four is going to come out at us like, man, that was worth some good times. (laughs) It sucks. Like, I wonder what happened, like, because obviously if you do the end of season three to the beginning of season four, like, they were on fire. They were on fire. The writers. Yeah. What happened? You know my theory. Stupid happened. That's my theory. Trip. That's my theory. Yeah, once someone told to us that they wanted to break up Pacey and Joey because she wouldn't have sex with him, like everything became clear to me. Uh-huh. Yeah. It it clarified a lot. Yeah. 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 Where you were like, what that storyline's stupid. What if Pacey had done that? That would have been so unbelievable. Um Oh my God. Yeah. Can you imagine? <laughs> I think constantly about that honestly, stuff. I know. Like, I, I mean, honestly, I can't imagine that happening. And even if it did, like, I like Joshua Jackson's such a good actor. He would find a way to make it like not what they wanted. <laughs> yeah. Not some. Yeah. They would make it. I think they would make he would find a way to make Pacey not trash, which he does even when they give Pacey trash storylines. Mm hmm. Yeah, it's the same with Michelle Williams, where she just has like three lines, and you're like, I can't believe a tear popped up, and then I laughed so hard that yeah, like, like I snorted. What, what just happened? You're yeah, like, exactly. what? What? What did I just totally. witness? Like, oh totally. my god! <laughs> totally. So like, because they, they give her a lot of trash too. So um, so much, you know. And that's documented yeah. that there were people at that network that hated Michelle Williams and it thought like, her. why is she on this show? And I'm like, imagine. <laughs> Oh, my God. Anyway. I can't, actually. Yeah. It was a lot of men. It was a lot of men that didn't like the way she looked. And I'm just going to say it because I read some shit about it. And, like, just replace them. Just, like, you know. Yes. Yes. (sighs) Anyway. 
Sorry. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> Don't be sorry. Replace them. Fuck yeah. you. Ugh. Yeah. Like I think someone said she had like a pig face or something. Get yeah. rid of her. And you're like, oh, okay. Like, I mean, like Dawson's that hot. Like, come on. I mean, I mean like, if on. we're just going to be looks based, like whatever. Like, I don't know. It's yeah. so interesting. I wonder if that is why Andy, they got rid of Andy. Cause she does like, she she is a lot older than all of them, but she definitely like starts looking more like in a her thirties. Like, <laughs> yeah, because yeah, she is a thirty year old. So like you know that's yeah. me talking shit, but like it, it definitely in the graduation the graduate episode, it's definitely more noticeable that but, she's like uh, my I age. Mean, right, but what's so <laughs> funny currently? What's so funny is to me, I'm like, but she's smoking hot in that episode. She's so hot in that episode. But also yeah, maybe that's also me like speaking as someone who's not attracted I, to people in high school, which is a good thing. <laughs> totally. <laughs> I also think like it just doesn't matter. Like you know what I mean? Like because yeah. we watched 90210 and they were all old. So, like that stuff didn't really matter to oh us. Oh my god, you know, like Gabriel Cartieras. Gabriel Cartieras <laughs> was like 40. She was I know. Oh, she was a lot older. <laughs> fucking stalker channing in greece was like 36 yes yes i mean like honestly so we were just we were like used to that like it, that yeah. didn't like as a teenager like that didn't really bother me or register like oh they don't look like a teenager well it's like well none of them do and even yeah. like when like katie holmes and michelle williams were teenagers like in the first season yeah. it's like well, they didn't look like any fucking teenagers I knew. That's no. for sure. <laughs> no, know? they did not. No. So, like, it still didn't feel like, oh, they're just, you know, like, they, you know, they, they all don't look like teenagers. Right. Um, and you put them so. all under the right light with the makeup on and, like, they don't look like anyone I went to high school with. Yeah. Exactly. We totally. were all wearing foundation that was too light for us and blue eyeshadow. I don't know. I was. I know. <laughs> <laughs> we were like, all making some real choices we, we, and like yeah. <laughs> no joke there are pictures of me that I look like a fucking ghost where I'm just like what was I doing <laughs> who let me do that <laughs> listen 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 the gays at Mac on Fillmore Street in San Francisco who gay, who did teach me how to put on makeup because my mother sure as hell didn't um Mm-hmm. they were great in that they taught me how to put on makeup, but the shade of foundation that they sold me was like three shades too light. <laughs> <laughs> they probably were just like 19 year olds fresh out of yeah, makeup abs- school. Anyway, <laughs> they were trying their best. <laughs> they were, they were lovely. They were lovely ladies. I am not, I'm not trying to be mean to you. <laughs> totally. You were yes, wonderful, yes, yes. <laughs> but <laughs> But the green eyeshadow was a bit much. Um, okay. Oh God! Did you do the colored mascara? That was uh, yeah. A thing at for some a points, at some points, I did. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Why? <laughs> it, was, it was a choice we made. <laughs> nope. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So this is from Angela. What was your favorite storyline of of the season? That's a good question. I really like that question. I think my favorite storyline of the season is the Joey and Pacey. Actually, the storyline that kind of breaks them up, 
the him not going to college and her going to college, I don't think it was handled in a way that I loved. But I think that is a fucking fascinating storyline. Mm-hmm. My favorite storyline might shock you, but it's Dawson and Gretchen. I love watching Dawson grow and become like a better person without like the codependency of Joey. He becomes more honest and in like communicative in a way that we never have seen him with Joey or Pacey. Mm -hmm. Um, And like, he kind of he comes a better person. Like he's honest with Jack about it. We see so many conversations that he has. Like that, I I wish that we like I said I wish we could have seen Joey talking about a relationship with Jack and Jen, but we mm-hmm. don't. But we do see that with Dawson, and so it, that's why it does feel like he's still the star of the show because it's still centered around him. Um, I think that there becomes a moment. I mean, honestly, it's when Joey lies about having sex with Pacey, where like then you know that his relationship with Gretchen is going to break up as well. Cause she, the way that she reacts to it and like, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, the end of their relationship is on the same trajectory, but mm-hmm. like, it's such a, it's like one of them. I, I mean, to date, it's the most healthy relationship we've seen mm-hmm. even of like Mitch and Gail, like even of the parents and stuff yeah, on the like, whole show, you know? Yeah. And so, it, and and, like, as much as we're, like, you know, Gretchen's older, like, there are still moments where she's, like, you know she's still 21. Like, she's still a kid, you yeah, know? Yeah, like 100%. So it's still, like, a, it's still, like, a young love. It's still, like, a young romance. So it, that does feel authentic. It doesn't feel out of place in the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's – I don't like that I hate Dawson. <laughs> like, I want to like him, you know? So oh, the I moments agree with when that I like entirely. Him, mm-hmm. The moments that I like him – I'm like, okay, cool, cool. (laughs) But then there's those, you know, they always have to interject this, like the storyline of like, oh, I thought I was going to fuck Joey and then I didn't. And like, you know, and you're just like, (laughs) I don't know. And then what, like that conversation felt really honest to me when he said that to Gretchen, but then it got dragged out over and over and you're like, oh my God. Like, you know, it's unfortunate because I think the writers make me not like Dawson with the storylines they give him. And and then James Vanderbeek is one of the weaker actors on this show. So that doesn't help either. Um, because like we said, Michelle Williams and Joshua Jackson can take a shitty storyline and like at least make you not hate them. <laughs> you know, they can only <laughs> do so much with a shitty storyline. Sure. But like you still are like, OK, wow, I feel I I there was complexity and I, uh-huh. I kind of can like retcon that situation into something else or like I can, you know, see that. It, it's more nuanced and complicated and and James Vanderbeek doesn't always do that but this like yeah him with Gretchen like people always say like Dawson you know after like the terrible terrible end of season three in, in season four you like him and I think in that middle part when he's with Gretchen like I'm like damn all right I like this you know yeah I think that's a good answer yeah definitely mm-hmm. okay this is from Andrea Well, I know you two love conspiracy theories about Dawson's Creek, so here's mine. I recently listened to episode 18 of season four, Eastern Standard Time, and something caught my attention this time. The storyline about Jen's father blows my mind in a very triggering way. Basically, my theory is Mr. Lindley is friends with Jeffrey Epstein and a client of his sex trafficking business. Apparently it was a thing in the nineties, New York to be a pedophile businessman probably still is. 
When I saw Jen's father's house in New York, it's just how I imagined Jeffrey Epstein property that is described in the documentary, Jeffrey Epstein, Filthy Rich. And it just clicked to me. If you haven't seen it, it's fucking terrifying. They never specified Jen's age when she caught her father having sex with that teenager. But she, but when she's telling the um, first part of the story to Joey in the bathroom of Mr. Lindley's office. She said that she was 12 years old. When she was 12 years old, she hated going to the Cape with Grams. And in season one, she explains that she was abused around this age. We also assume that after she caught her father cheating, everything falls apart in her life, you know, underage drinking, sex, drugs, clubs, raves, etc. My question is, who introduced her in this life? Whose parties were these? Other theory is that Jen was a victim of these type of sex traffickers, too, because why would a normal adult want to hang out with a 12-year-old and party with them? Love that. Love that conspiracy mm-hmm. theory. I'll take it. I mean, you know, I yeah. I am a person who, like, <clears throat> I don't love where conspiracy theories have gone, like this QAnon mm-hmm. fucking absolute nonsense. Mm-hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. and you know, like people who are like, oh, the Clintons, everyone who gets near the Clintons dies or whatever. Like Mm -hmm. that shit is like, get out of here with that. But Mm -hmm. (laughs) the conspiracy theories where it's like the Miami Herald Tribune has like written reports about how this is absolutely fucking true, you know, with, Mm -hmm. with evidence to corroborate, like, yeah, Jeffrey Epstein, Seems like um, there was a lot of very rich, powerful men um, that yes. were doing that shit with him, um, you know, and sure. I mean, and it seems to be the same cadre of definitely people. Yeah. Seems like he didn't, you know, I, I believe the conspiracy he didn't clear, kill himself. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you I know, mean, that's, so that's not a hard one to believe. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so, um, you know, and I, I just think the you know, people are monsters and like even, you know, as we talk about in this show, like the way that it was sold of Jen being like the slut. So we should hate her. Like that's how we were raised, you know, is to hate women, like young girls for being quote sexual. Like she was 12, (laughs) you know, (laughs) like what? And like, you know, um, like Andrea points out, like, you know, what quote normal person, normal adult would want to hang out with a 12 year old and party with them. Like, you know, <laughs> I didn't know at the time, but when my parents were raising me, they're like, they would, they would pivot it towards the adults. Like they would say that to me, what kind of adult would want to, like, what would you talk about? Like, what would, what, what, why would they want to hang out with you? Not right. like put the shame on me, you know? Sure. Which, you know, I, I, I do appreciate. So even now I'm just like, what, like, what would someone old want to do with a young person? You know, even being in my almost 40, I'm like, what would I talk to a 12 year old about? I mean, I used to have like adults in my life that would like take me to college basketball games and like, you know, because I was really into that stuff Mm -hmm. and like, you know, take me to things that a 12 year old would want to do. But like, party with them no i was like taken to a stanford Mm -hmm. women's basketball game and given a pretzel Mm -hmm. and a a coke (laughs) 
<laughs> you know, like yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. No one was like, hey, do you want to smoke this joint and get a bottle of Jack Daniels in that Coke? And you're like, no, no I no. don't want to. <laughs> Definitely not. Yeah. So I'm I'm into your conspiracy theory. I'll I'll buy it. I love it. Yeah. Theo Lindley was like definitely in, you know, a friend of Jeffrey Epstein. They're both fucking monsters. Yeah. Sounds about right. Okay. So this is from this is this is exactly. This is from Tim. Greeting comrade Aaron and comrade Julia. Here are my thoughts for you on season four. Um, the thing I like most about season four is how is that we now well and truly into Joey being the main character on the show. I think that the decision to shift from Dawson to Joey as the main character was one of the best decisions the creative team made. On the flip side, it's hugely disappointing that Jen got as little scream time as she did, especially since Jen becomes much more interesting to me in the start of this season. I mention this here because the Jen-Joey moments are among my fave in this season. I find it a real shame we don't get more of these highly underutilized pairings, not just in this season across the whole series. Amen to that. Um, I think that it's a shame that they didn't keep Andy around. The dark vibe of this, of much of this season would have been alleviated if she'd stayed. I'm going to argue that this season gives us hipster Dawson, quote unquote. Dawson starts moving in this direction midway through season three when he redecorates his room and gives up on filmmaking. Then in season four, Dawson gets into his new hobby, developing black and white photos in, <laughs> in his dark room, and he dates Gretchen, herself a proto hipster. When he gets back into filmmaking partway through the season, it's to make a film about A.I. Brooks, an obscure filmmaker of black and white films in the 50s. <laughs> I also like the use of Dawson and Mr. Brooks plotline to the show, what Dawson was at risk of becoming after he blew up his friendships with Joey and Pacey so he could make different choices. Kind of like Dawson's Creek version of the three ghosts who visit Ebenezer Scrooge and Dickens and Christmas Carol. Though I would have preferred more group-oriented plots and the other characters while Dawson is off in his own with Gretchen and Mr. Brooks. I don't have a problem with Dawson's Creek revisiting Joey and Dawson after Joey and Pacey break up, though I'm not a fan of how they did it or how they or that they kept bringing up Joey and Dawson during Joey and Pacey's relationship and by extension Dawson and Gretchen's relationship. The obsession with Joey's virginity was just gross. I'm also not a fan of how Joey and Pacey break up, which ties into the biggest issues I have with Joey and Pacey's relationship. I do like that Joey and Pacey are in a relationship for most of season four since Katie Holmes and Josh Jackson have amazing chemistry together. What I don't like is that because the creative team wanted to emphasize how Joey and Pacey are on, quote, different paths, they don't allow Joey and Pacey to maintain effective communication or for Joey to help Pacey academically the way Andy did. In fact, I think it's a major disservice to Pacey that the creative team didn't allow Pacey to continue to have academic success after Andy showed him how. Where to start? Because <clears throat> there's so many good points. Absolutely proto-hipster. Mm -hmm. um, absolutely. Mm -hmm. I mean, Gretchen is 100% a proto-hipster. We didn't 
I did. I, I remember the first time I heard the term hipster and I was a senior in college. So it was mm-hmm. a bit after this. Um, and it was from our friend, Emma. Um, <laughs> and um, she is who taught me that. Uh, and so, so I, I agree with that point. Totally. I think you're spot on in that. Um, I also agree that like, I actually think Pacey and Joey could have had this great relationship and still broken up. Yeah. Like, I understand that this is a a teen television TV show. You want people to have these relationships and then you want them to break up because that's part of the fun of watching it is watching the Mm -hmm. breakups as well. And, you know, I think that like there was so much happening and just going to college, even if you go to college in the same city, you break sometimes you still break up even if you go to the same college you still break up you know like yeah 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 your your life totally changes <laughs> so you know? yeah so like i agree and i think i mean i'm i'm a i'm a fan of pacey not going to college i wish that more television shows would like give us those stories um i think they're important and mm-hmm. but i also agree with you that like he did have academic success um, with Andy and like, you know, I, I think, I don't know. I mean, I get why they did what they did to Pacey's character in the academic sense. And I'm not, I don't necessarily have a problem with it, but it's one of those things where I'm like, again, it, so much of it feels earned. And again, I come back to this question of like, what did we actually watch? Because so much of the stuff that happened seems like it was totally unearned. And so then what was actually fucking happening? Like this whole season it's like feels like it feels like we just had random ass storylines and then all of a sudden something would happen and you would be like, that feels unearned. And like, <laughs> I, I, season four is hard to get a handle on, man. Yeah. And to make Pacey like I, I, I don't like I agree with you that there's nothing wrong. Like I don't mind Pacey like still struggling academically. But to the degree that he's struggling academically at the start of the season is unbelievable and like unearned to your point. Mm. And like that, then we also don't even see like him doing the hard work. We're only told at the end, like I worked my ass off and I I believe that that happened. Sure. We don't see it, but we don't really see him. Mm -mm. So like, you know, you kind of wish that like, there were episodes where Joey's like, oh, like I have the, I finally got Friday night off. I can't believe it. Let's go on a date. And he's like, I've got to do a term paper. Like, you know, we could kind of see the ways in which like just the actual act of him struggling academically affected their relationship, not just like in his own turmoil, but just like the work that he had to put in for that. And then like when he ultimately, like when he tells Andy, like I did it, I'm graduating. Like, you know, I'm excited for him, but like, could you imagine how much more excited you'd be if you had seen everything he sacrificed and gave up to get, have that moment, Totally. you know? So like, we didn't even get to live in that excitement with him in the same way we would have, if we knew like just how much of a slog it was for him to, to graduate, to get through this. Yeah. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Okay. This is from, um, Alva. Um, Uh, She has two things she wanted to talk about. Jen's therapy. 
The combination of Michelle Williams' excellent acting caliber and her interesting story of Jen's tough past, child abuse and child or sex abuse and child neglect, was touched on and never utilized in its full potential, in my view. Some more screen time and again better writing could have led to much more deeper and satisfying story for Jen. Yeah, the the agreed. When they start, yeah, they start the story of like Jen going to therapy. You're like, awesome, and then it's just she's like, I'm done, and she walks <laughs> away, and then she's like, is drinking like ten mini bottles the next episode, and you're and like, trying what to like the jump off the side of a boat. On? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. Oh my god. Yeah. And like, I do like that. Like, you know, Tom Frost like is trying to like maybe shift the narrative around like you know, Jen being a quote slut, but it never ever happens. A. And then, you know, like that. So like that was kind of pointless. And then like, we don't really delve that deep into it. Yeah. I, again, I think you can feel the tension between, you know, the, the pull of modernism or, or the pull of like third wave feminism and the, the pull of, Mm -hmm. you know, this kind of like, let's shame women for, you know, whatever. Yeah, being it's abused exhausting. it's exhausting yeah let's sh- let's shame women for men's actions <laughs> cool cool that sounds like a great plan <laughs> and then the second point mm. i wish season four had talked about it's fun to be 17 and 18 you two yeah. mentioned this and it got me thinking about how much fun i had in those last few years of high school not as much as was portrayed in season four, except maybe 404, or not much of this was portrayed in season four, except maybe 405 for drunk Joey. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Dawson's is a, is a drama, but a bit of a light relief would it, wouldn't have gone astray. I feel this happens more in season five, so they had may have decided season four was a bit too grim at times. As you two say, roll on season five. Hello, busy Phillips and some well-earned fun. Agreed. Agreed. I mean, I know, Mm -hmm. I know like ostensibly season five might not be as good as season four. Although I don't know that I agree with that. I know that's like kind of the general narrative. I don't know that I agree with that at any, anymore, (laughs) but, um, (laughs) but like, but like part of what I like about season five is they have fucking fun. Yes, like, like as because we lived through, you know, our senior year at the same time as them and we had hell of fun, you know, and then when we lived through our first year of college, like it felt more yeah. similar to our experience in college. So like Absolutely. it felt like when you're watching it, you're like, oh, yeah, this is what it was like versus season four. I'm like, that is nothing what my life was like. No, no. And I think that's the thing. It's not that there's not drama. It's not that there's not sadness. It's not that there's not heartbreak. There are all those things. But like, particularly a senior year, I remember like, giving much less of a fuck what everyone around me thought, like, you know, and just like kind of embracing the fun and like embracing mm-hmm. like, you know, okay, we're almost done with this bullshit. So like, let's not take it as fucking seriously, you know? Yeah. I just, I, that's what I remember. I was never home. I, I was out with my friends all the time. I was like, mm-hmm. you know, I, and I wasn't someone who was like a big social butterfly kind of person, but I was still like, I was 
my friends and I went out and we hung out and we would like go to each other's houses. And even if we were just going to each other's houses to do homework or something like that, like, right. You know, Mm -hmm. it was like, and you had a car. And so like, you had a lot more freedom and there's, I don't know, man. Yeah. Totally. Totally. That, yeah, I definitely think that's, and like, again, I, I think it, it shows so much at the end of season four, just yeah. like how no, no fun, no, no fun. fun. There's just no fun to be had. No fun. Yeah. <laughs> and that makes it like, it's a slog. It's a, it's slog. a real slog, you know, yeah. fucking glad to be done with it. Woo! I can't even tell you. Same. Same. <laughs> okay. This is from Tamara. Um, As for the graduate episode, thank goodness for Andy McPhee. I absolutely loved her in this scene with Pacey and finally seeing him generally happy for the first time in God knows how many episodes was wonderful. In my experience, what Pacey says to Mr. Kazan is true. The teachers do bend the rules in favor of the, quote, smart kids, and in many times the others get left behind. Andy was the first one to believe in Pacey, and she knew that he was very smart, even if he wasn't necessarily meant to follow the typical path. She told him so all the way back in season two. Quote, just because a student doesn't fit into some cookie-coder mold in the public school system deems acceptable, they're ready to write them off. I mean, Einstein failed second grade, not because he was stupid, but because he was bored. And the incompetency of an inferior public school system failed to recognize it. You know they'd rather just dismiss someone who is in obvious need of some guidance rather than reach out to him. I mean, if someone along the way had just taken two seconds to notice, to care, they would have noticed that you needed to be rescued, not ridiculed. It was very... End quote. It was so clear that Pacey needed to become more secure with himself before having a successful and healthy relationship. But it seemed Andy knew early on that Pacey could have a great life without worrying about getting into college. And perhaps he wouldn't have had the, his this excess pressure. I know this is a spoiler, but if Andy had stayed on the show, do you think she would have been a better match for Pacey in the end? That's hard for me to say because I feel like I, I feel like we don't know where Andy's changes would have come. Um, so like maybe. Also, I mean Meredith Monroe and Josh Jackson had great chemistry, but no one has the chemistry that Josh Jackson and Katie Holmes have. So that's a yeah. hard that's a hard thing for me to like say yes to. Yeah, like I definitely agree. Like that to me like Andy and Pacey were like everything like oh my god season two I was like this is incredible you know and I think like I still think that seeing them in a relationship was better than watching Joey and Pacey in a relationship I think that the beginning of season four you know you kind of are like okay they're gonna build up to the cuteness that Andy and Pacey had but we never really got to see like we never really saw like the same like spinning her around like these like madly in love moments um that Andy and Pacey had like do I think that Pacey would Andy would have been a better match for Pacey in the end like possibly but to be frank I don't think Pacey was a good match for Andy I think Andy would have wanted someone different than him yeah yeah but also I mean I like what you're saying um, Tamara about like 
you know, just what Andy, what Andy saw in him and like what we were able to see through Andy in him. Mm -hmm. And I think like, like, I'm actually, I'm such a big fan of like the person who like, like the person who sees you for you for the first time and like the fact that you don't have to, you don't have to continue to have a romantic relationship with that person, but you get to have this like nice friendship. And I really like that. And actually it's what I like mm-hmm. about Dawson and Jen, um, you know, in season four, particularly, and in season three is it's like, they kind of have gotten past this. The fact that like Dawson was so into her and she was so into him at certain points, you know, like, they kind of have this great friendship. I mean, you know, we know what happens in season five and like, um, we, we're going to have a lot to say about it. And actually, I, I actually think that's the best romantic relationship that Dawson's yeah. in ever um, on the show. Yeah. But like, Same. Same. Um, and I really like, I really like it, but um, spoiler, but, um, <laughs> but, you know, I think at this point at the end of season four, the Dawson and Jen friendship is like, I think a great part of the show. And because they've like, respected each other and allowed it to move and also because we've seen it move Mm -hmm. we have seen their interactions we have seen where they've built this relationship and this friendship we have seen those scenes and they actually allow them to earn it yeah yeah i mean dawson and makes amends to jen you know like he apologizes for how he treated her and like that like is such a good scene. That's why Weekend in the Country is one of the all-time greatest Dawson's Creek episodes. Like, it is so good, you know? Um, And, like, you know, it's hard because, like, I just, I personally, even though, like, I, my brother is married to his high school sweetheart, like, I don't know, I, I kind of like just a little bit of, like, a child love and, like, you just being, like, just old friends and like really good friend you know just like those friendships like that like I kind of like those storylines better and I kind of yeah I I guess I like that for Pacey that they are just such good friends Mm -hmm. you know and like they have this connection Mm-hmm. You know, like, like, you know, especially in terms of the thesis of the show of like, can can your a friendship survive a sexual awakening? It's like to always see the way that Andy and, and Pacey are juxtaposition with Dawson and Joey. Like it just is like, yes, you can do it. You can look, do it. You just yeah. can't do it if you're codependent freaks, you know? <laughs> well, yeah. And also like aren't Pacey and Andy the kind of thing that Dawson and Joey like that the show like wants us to think that Dawson and Joey are right. They're mm-hmm. just like, and, and I mean, what I love about that relationship too, is it's like so complicated. Like in, in episode in the one where she ODs on ecstasy or whatever, like she like tells Pacey while she's high on ecstasy, but yeah. Tells Pacey I'll in front of you. his girlfriend that he's the love of her life or something like that. And yeah, I'll always love you. And he's just kind of like, you know, when she sobers up and, you know, he's kind of like, no big deal. It's mm-hmm. like, I'm, you know, you said it. Like, we all heard it. We all know that you're telling the truth. That, like, that was not a lie. But, like, I also don't have to react to it. And, like, mm-hmm. I can just, like, know that that's true and also still want to be your friend. As long totally. as, as long as that's something you want to, you know? And it's like, they have, we... That's the thing is that they earn it. 
And we never see Dawson and Joey earn it. We only see Dawson and Joey be shitty to each other. And every once in a while, they do, like, a random nice thing. Yeah. And even, like, you know, Pacey stays in the hospital in that episode to be with Andy. Yeah. And Joey's okay with it. And I, I remember being like, I wonder if, like, in the reverse, like, that they would be okay with that. But, like, it always felt like Pacey was pretty firm in his boundaries that, like, he wasn't going to, like – get back together with Andy. He wasn't yeah. like halfway in, halfway out. Like it was pretty confirmed. Like we're friends. And even Andy saying that to him, like, Oh, you the love of my life. She even knew that too. We're never getting back together, you know? Yeah. And I just think that there was like, you know, just like a little bit like, like that storyline is like it, the way it ends up and the way it evolves and the way it's earned. It, it really sets an example for like how you can be friends with someone that's like a really pivotal person in your life and your, in your childhood mm-hmm. and in your young adulthood. Totally. Um, again, unlike <laughs> what we see with Dawson and Joey, which is oh. why almost all the, you know, comments we got were like, what about that kiss at the end? Because it, it's a bad boundary and we're supposed to be like that. I think that's why I don't like it so much is because the kiss between Pace, or, um, Dawson and Joey is it's a bad boundary. But for some reason, we're supposed to be rooting for it. Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know how you root for that kiss. Yeah. Mm mm. Like, I, I mean, I don't even know if you're like on team Dawson, you know, team Dawson or whatever, if you're rooting for it, because it kind of comes out of nowhere. Well, and like, what even is it? It's like, yeah, and if you are on team Dawson, I would think it would feel a manipulative of Joey to be like, don't go like, Mm -hmm. you know, so like, it just comes out of nowhere. And it's like, it's a very unhealthy in so many ways. Yeah. Okay. So this is from Rebecca. I was wondering if your recent rewatch changed the way you view some of the relationships on Dawson's Creek. When I first watched Dawson's Creek, I was a hardcore Pacey Joey shipper. Watching now, I think Pandy's relationship is healthier and better written. Pandy was all about hope and growth, and they both pushed the other to evolve. And these very same aspects are used to cause a devotion in Pacey when he's dating Joey. Of course, context should be brought into it. In season four, Pacey was in his last year of high school, and it makes sense that he is confronted by with his insecurities, but his insecurities are reinforced by Joey prioritizing Dawson's feelings. It was upsetting to watch her get Dawson's permission to date and sleep with Pacey. Why wouldn't the writers let the love triangle die? It was also sad to see Pacey's friend group be taken over by Dawson, especially since Pacey stood up for Jack when people were being homophobic to him while Dawson organized the anti-prom under guise of helping Jack. Pacey and Andy's relationship is more emotionally mature they have better communication and boundaries when pacey found out andy taking meds he said she just doesn't have to talk about it but she shouldn't lie to him when pacey tried to talk to joey about his insecurities specifically regarding dawson she got angry at him and tried to deny it this in turn caused him to lie season two addressed pacey's insecurities but with a more optimistic spin andy didn't coddle pacey in the way Joey coddles Dawson and sometimes Pacey. And she didn't buy into his self-pity, but she criticized the education system that had written him off. She firmly told Pacey that he's intelligent and that if he just tried, he wouldn't have been in, it wouldn't have been a self-fulfilling prophecy. 
Andy also challenged his codependency and she told him that they shouldn't let their roles become permanently etched in stone, her being the damsel and him being the savior. Additionally, she was extremely aware of his family's situation and even got Pacey's father to give him a hug by virtue of a phone call. Joey seemed surprised that family Pacey's family was horrible, even though she had already known him for years and dated him for months. You mentioned that the writers made Andy seem shady in season three, but they also um, retconned of what the Pandy relationship was made to make the Joey and Pacey more appealing. For example, in Ford Tango, when Joey's helping Pacey study, he tells her that he's not feeling motivated because Andy and Miss Jacobs motivated him to study with sex. However, the viewers never saw this, and it suggested, and to suggest this cheapens what Andy did for Pacey. In season four, Pacey tells Joey that he received his first A on an assignment. However, in season two, it was Andy who helped him get his first A on a history test. According to the guidance counselor, Pacey had an A in two of his classes and had A's in two of his classes in sophomore year. Andy was to Pacey what Pacey was to Joey. She challenged Pacey and helped him grow. In turn, he provided her with emotional support and comfort. It was mutually beneficial and in a healthier relationship than Pacey and Joey. While PJ has a leg up in the chemistry department, their chemistry is palpable, so you can't help but get invested. Pandy is better written, and they have pretty good chemistry. Julia touched on the way she views Dawson and his past relationship with Joey now compared to how she viewed them in the past. However, I was wondering if either of you felt the same way about Pandy, Pacey, or Joey. P.S. Rewatching it now, and I also think Andy and Drew would have been an interesting dynamic. I wanted Drew to date Jen and have a redemption arc. I still want that on the rewatch, but I must admit, Andy and Drew sound pretty interesting. Drew has good chemistry with all the female leads. Mm. Okay. That's a lot. So that's a lot to unpack. I mean, mm-hmm. I, firstly, I refuse to call them Pandy. Um, I, I just <laughs> will not. <laughs> I hear you. I'm hearing you, but I... So I think Pacey and Andy, like, I, I do think that is an extremely well-written um, relationship. Uh, and I think that like they do a better job of showing the reasons why these two people are good together and also do a very good job of showing like what their problems are, you know, and showing Uh, them together and showing them together. And I think that like, I think that like, um, Pacey and Joey, I I think that their end of season three storyline is like the reason why we all are so invested Mm -hmm. and so invested that we just root for them throughout season four, even though for a lot of season four, as we've just seen, they like, I don't know that we should be rooting for them. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, and, and I think that's a writing problem. I mean, I, I you know, not to blame everything on the writers, but I think that is an actual writing problem. That, like, you showed Pacey and Andy being this, like, stable couple. You showed them being a couple that enjoyed each other. And, like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm hard-pressed to find the last episode that Pacey and Joey really enjoy each other. I guess it's the one where they're horny for each other. 
But, like, mm-hmm. even that is, like, tinged with other shit. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's, they, she, Pacey knows she lied, you know? Right. Right. But that first scene where they're making out, I mean, that's I know. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, I know. Kiss. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but at the same time, like, yeah, I mean, I think it's, I think it's like, sure, sure. Katie Holmes and Josh Jackson's chemistry is off the charts. I mean, yeah. that's, that's it. But also I think that like, sorry, what were you gonna say? I was going to say the way that I feel and I've always felt this way is that like I I like Pacey more than I like Joey. I root for Pacey more than I wrote for Joey. Like Joey is one of my least favorite characters in, in the show. And, you know, mm. at this point, like, who? <laughs> it's like I might rough, like yeah. Dawson more than her, you know. Yeah. Um, so like I just want one Pacey wants. So it's like that's what I, what I've always felt. Uh-huh. And like, um, you know, like. It's hard because I do think that they're in both of these relationships. There's an unhealthy dynamic, you know, where like he with Andy, like while man, season four, like or season two, him and Andy, it's fucking everything. It's all you remember about that season, really, other than like Jack coming out in that journey. But like in terms of romance, that's like all you remember, in my opinion. Um, And so but like it even on my rewatch of it, when we watched it, you know, um, last year, you could see how he wanted to save her. He wanted to protect her. He wanted to like, you know, in a way be like this person that she saw him as. Mm. And like, I, I think that that's like an authentic thing to do when you're like 15 or 16, but I don't know if that really sustains a relationship long term. Yeah. And like, you know, watching Pacey and Joey together this season, like you're like, God, this relationship's terrible. But like, I feel like in a lot of ways it's because of Joey, you know, I think that when Pacey wants to bring up, like, I, like, I think there's a part of you that will always, always want to lose your virginity to Dawson. She's like, how could you bring Dawson into this? And it's like, well, he's fucking <laughs> you know here. why he's here. Yeah. You know why? Like, you can't have it both ways. You can't say you want to be friends with him and you told, you know, you told Pacey that. So he needs to understand. And then when Pacey also brings up Dawson, like act like you can't bring up Dawson, you know? So like Joey, like, and again, like they're young. So you totally understand it. Like she's, she's not a good person to him this season. Um, and it, it's hard to watch, you know? So I think that's why, I don't know, even in season five, you know, like Julie and I said, we didn't watch it when it first started. So a lot of people have commented how it's weird. Like they act like they weren't, they weren't in love a few months before, but we didn't see that. So when we jumped in, we're like, great, <laughs> Yeah. you know, Pacey's doing his own thing with someone else. <laughs> great. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it felt more believable. And like, also just like, as people who were the the same age as these characters, like you kind of do like date a lot of people and like you grow from each relationship or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, as much as like, you know, we don't really want to spoil the ending of the series, but like, it's hard for me to even like, I know it happens. Like you, you, you know, end up with someone you did in high school, but like it doesn't happen that much. (laughs) No. Well, we'll, we, (laughs) I can't even imagine how long that episode's going to be. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, it's that is my problem with almost every teen television show. And really the only one that, that really fucking knocked it out of the park with that shit is Friday Night Lights. Um, that yeah. Or The Wonder Years. I remember watching oh, yeah, the, the final years. The Wonder Years yeah, yeah. and being like, that makes total sense. Why yeah. would he end up with someone, the first person he had a kiss with, that, no. you know, when they were like 12 years old, you no, know? No. It doesn't make any sense. Like, just Absolutely. because you're like invested in the tv show it just doesn't make any sense um so yeah totally i mean yes and friday night lights would i've wanted lila and riggins to end up together yes they're like fucking the hottest couple i've ever seen speaking of chemistry (laughs) god oh my god it's off the goddamn charts yeah anything like that but like it also like doesn't make sense you know and like also like i want more for lila than that you know so just much similar like i want more for andy than that you know so Mm -hmm. i don't know Yeah, yeah it's hard to say i mean yeah okay This is from Lindsay. Mm. After watching Dawson's Creek multiple times over the years, the way that Pacey and Joey's relationship abruptly ends is still so frustrating. And now, with listening along to your podcast, the frustrations seem universal and more prominent. The writers build them up so beautifully in season three. And then to just throw that all away in Promicide just doesn't make sense. Wouldn't it have been more compelling to have them st- stay together through the summer and show how they naturally drift apart in the fall? The different, the lifestyle differences, responsibilities of being a freshman in college and making a living being workforce bound. I mean, if they were always going to have Pacey end up in Boston in season five, that would have made more sense to me. He still could leave for the summer job and her and Dawson could have rebuilt their friendship over the summer with him being gone, leaving the audience on a cliffhanger of how stable their relationship going into season five. And then when he comes back, they could have grown separately and have differences and arguments that build up over a few episodes to where they decide to end it. They would still have their dynamic of being around each other and dating other people through the rest of the series. What are your thoughts? I'm still so angry at the writers did them dirty so that they could force the snooze fest of Dawson and Joey's soulmate plotline. I mean, there's a part of me that's like, they don't even need to stay together over the summer. Like, Pacey could get offered this job, which is his dream job, and be like, I'm going to go. I'm going to choose to do this, you know? And like, I mean, and Joey could be like, you know, I mean, there can be all those things. There can be, I mean, I'm, you know, sure. If they had stayed together and like you slowly drift apart in season five, I mean, that's pretty realistic. I knew a lot of people that Mm -hmm. yeah, tried to stay with their boyfriend from high school and then like broke up like pretty quickly. <laughs> you know. Yes, like, it's like that's what I thought was going to happen with yeah. them. Like going into season four, I was like, great, they're going to be together the whole season. Yeah. Then they're going to like go on different paths, you know, in college, and have this breakup in college, like, like a story that is so like we know people that happen to. I mean, almost every single person I know that went to college with a a significant other that's what happened. Like they were mm-hmm. almost every one of them was broken up by Thanksgiving. Um, you know, yes. it's like, <laughs> and a few of them made it to Christmas. <laughs> it's like, you know, but I, my thing is like, my thing is like, there are, 
plenty of organic ways to break that couple up. And the way that it happened. And this is the thing. Joey lying to him over and over again is an organic way to break that couple up. Mm-hmm. But that is not why they break up. It kind I of know. is, but it kind of isn't. And so you're like, you even wrote this in a way that would break this couple up and then didn't do it? Like, mm-hmm. what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't agree more. It's so frustrating. And I also, like, I do think it did the audience dirty in so far as, like, why couldn't we, like, why couldn't we have the Pacey and Andy type story of, like, their relationship at least being, like, fun and good for like eight a episodes while. a while you know yeah. and then like you know it's hard because it's hard not to see it as like they have sex and then joey gets punished you know and like she's totally. no longer the virgin and that's so fucked up and like even at the time watching that i was like this is sucks you know and you wish like i've said it before but i just wish we could see like a healthy sexual relationship in high school because like People are in high school having sex and you wish that there was a media representation of like a fun, healthy one for, you know, a period or that you break up for a reason that isn't based on sex, you know? Um, and like, it, I don't know, it, it kind of like to me, it always felt like it was based on like Joey felt guilt that she slept with Pacey and not with Dawson. And like, I just think that's disgusting. And, and actually like, I think you're totally spot on. I think you're totally right. But also there's a part of me that it's like, it's not even so complicated as to say Joey felt bad or Joey gets punished for sleeping with Pacey and not Dawson. I think it's Joey gets punished for having sex. Yeah, I know. I definitely think she does. Yeah. It It doesn't matter who it was with. It's like Mm -hmm. she gets punished for it. And, and I mean, from a show that punishes Jen Lindley for having sex, Mm -hmm. that punishes Andy McPhee for having a sex drive, Um, Mm -hmm. that punishes, you know, like every single woman on this show, well, we're not in season five yet. So Audrey will talk about, she's a little more complicated, but like, um, punishes these people, these women. Yeah. Punishes these women and is like, you're bad. And like, uh, just as a person who was a teen girl at the time, who took on some of those lessons, absolutely Mm -hmm. did. Absolutely. Those are things that I have had to work through myself. It's like, like, come the fuck on. I get it that you can't put this, you can't put teens like, you know, fucking their way through high school. I understand that that's, like, not how this show works. Yeah, and I, like, I also don't, like, you know, I do, like, I I do think that you should wait as long as you can and, like, you know, you shouldn't be, like, you know, super, like, you know, like, I I do think there's something to that in the high school stories, but, like, also, like, we can't act like high school sexuality doesn't exist, you know, and so, like, like the fact that it's like, well, you know, punishing the girls for having sex and not the guys. And then like, we only, you know, at this point have seen Pacey as a guy loses virginity and he was raped. So Mm -hmm. like, you know, that's twisted. Um, yeah, that makes it really complicated, you know? And like, I just, I think that it's just like, it sucks that like Dawson had to be, the reason why they break up 
Yeah. A, and a player in this like relationship just, in any way that wasn't like, you know, how any person who you've had a previous relationship with is a player in your relationship, right? Like, yeah. Uh, I mean, obviously, every relationship, it's like you bring the, that past with you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But the fact that, and, you know, they're, it's the, they're both of their best friend. Okay, fine. Like, he's going to be there. He's going to be involved. Mm-hmm. You know, even mm-hmm. if it's not like, even if it's just between the two of them, that like Dawson is kind of mm-hmm. like part of it. Like, I just... I just really have no patience for it. You know, it's just really it's and it's really frustrating to watch. And it's really frustrating as someone who internalized some of these lessons that that, you know, it's hard. It's hard to get through because you're like, great. That's where that came from. I mean, not to blame Dawson's Creek. For yeah. My own shit. But like, for every- <laughs> you know, it's not Dawson's Creek's fault entirely. This whole society is set up like that. But it didn't fucking help, you know. Yeah. Exactly. No, it's so sad. Um, yeah. So sad. Yeah. And I don't know. It's just, it, I think we keep saying it and like, it, it's just bad storytelling. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is from Sarah. She has two questions. Okay. Um, can someone write a version of this show where they focus on the friendships too? Like Joey and Jen or Pacey and Jen. Just friendships that are as important as romantic ships. This <laughs> this isn't a question. I just wanted to say it. What well, is a question, first of all? But <laughs> I, I mean, I agree. I agree, mm-hmm. and I would. I I keep thinking about this, where I'm like, what teen shows? Are there any teen shows that are like the Dawson's Creek of right now? And like, I think the answer is no. That there's no just like normal teenagers. Like, not heightened, not, you know, I mean, like, I, I was thinking about, like, um, what's that Zendaya show on HBO? Uh, Euphoria. Thank Euphoria. You. Right, like, that's really heightened, and that's really, like, big city, and that's mm-hmm. really, like, there's a lot mm-hmm. of things going on in that show, and it's, it's a great show, but, like, this, like, kind of small town, these kids who are kind of, like, I, I hesitate to word to use innocent, but like that are kind of these like small town kids that like are trying mm-hmm. to figure shit out. Like my thing is like, I would love to watch that show. I wish that that show was on. Um, yeah. And I think actually if you co- sort of quote unquote remade Dawson's Creek, but did it in a way that was like, you know, took the, took what the initial plot of Dawson's Creek was and like remade it now, I think you would still have a really fucking successful show. Definitely. Totally. Because like high school is like a near universal experience. Those feelings are like near universal. Your insecurities, your like sexual awakenings, very scary, but very exciting. You Mm -hmm. know, like falling in love is very scary and very exciting. And like all of these things are fun and dramatic to watch on TV. And like, you know, like it's it sucks to be a kid, but it's fucking fun too, you know? Sure. And so like, that's why like, you know, the scene, you know, their last year, their senior year, it sucks that they're just not like hanging out. Like, I just like, I honestly can't believe Joey didn't tell anyone she had sex with Pacey. Like, I, I cannot believe I she know. wasn't like, oh my God. I gotta tell like, you. 
Like, I, yeah, like, like Jen, you know, like Jen wasn't like, how is this scene? Like, wait, we didn't see you on the bus. And she's like, girl, I fucked Pacey, you know, <laughs> girl, I gotta tell you something. Well, and like, and like, that's the thing, right? Like I learned, I guess the show, I'm trying to think of like where I learned this concept from, but I guess maybe either the OC or like Veronica Mars was really good at like just putting people together and like seeing what mm-hmm. chemistry happened and like mm-hmm. and then you got these great like friendships and these great pairings and these great like scenes with people where you're like who would have thought that like i needed those two people in a scene together but i fucking did like totally. that was great um and so i think that yeah, like, one of the best scenes of homicide is when Pacey and Jen are in the limo together and right. Pacey's like are you okay like and we remember like their friendship like they're fucking friends, you yeah. know, but we, we never see them together except for on the boat. Like, and that's yeah. an amazing scene, you know, when the boat crashes, um, you know, we don't see them together other than that the whole season, I feel. Yeah. And like, and yeah, totally. And, you know, Jack and Pacey, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll start yelling more about Jen and Pacey and Jack and Pacey in season five, because I think we get some great mm-hmm. stuff with them starting in season five Mm -hmm. and my thing is like these are two people that are fucking friends so like why do we not see that why do we never see that and why does it always have to my that's my thing and i i know i've said this before but like this is my problem with the dawson and joey thing is it's never let go of at all like Mm -hmm. there's never a point Mm -hmm. like like i'm like on i'm sorry if you haven't watched veronica mars but um, I'm going to spoil some shit. So, but like on that, you know, Logan and Veronica date and then they break up and then they kind of like do let go of their relationship for a while. And then when it's, when it comes back, all of a sudden you're like, oh, holy shit. That's right. Like these mm-hmm. two people have, these two people have off the fucking charts chemistry, um, mm-hmm. you know? And so like at the end of season two, when you see them sort of like, and it's not that they don't ever interact with each other. They do. They interact with each other just fine. And then all of a sudden there's like this moment where like, you're like, oh my God. Um, for those of you who know, it's the ruined lives bloodshed moment. But um, it's like, <laughs> you're just like, holy fucking shit. These two are so good. Um, and like, my thing is like, you could have done that with Dawson and Joey where like, they just like really, truly, grow apart because you've done it before in season three they do grow apart yeah and then you're like you should have allowed them to keep that in season four like yeah we're kind of we're trying to be friends but also like we need time apart and maybe that really wears on joey you know that's really interesting um yeah totally yeah, no, because Daw- like like I said, Dawson and Gretchen falling in love and their like little romance is like one of the most compelling, interesting things about season four. I agree. And like you kind of wish that like we got to like like yeah, like you said, like Joey having to grapple with like Dawson moving on would have been compelling. Um sure. and like in this you know, way, uh, and not just being like you know, Pacey being like, I'm insecure about like your feelings toward Dawson and her being like, what do you mean? You know, it's like, what you do have feelings or not like the, the you know, um, and just like even giving the, the, the viewer a way to know how to talk about your past love to someone. Mm. 
Because I definitely feel like that's something you have to learn through like trial and error because we don't really like, we never see it. And like in the U S at least, and I think, you know, mostly the world is that like when you break up, they're dead to you and you never talk to them. And like, you know, a lot of times that's true. And some people are pieces of shit, but like personally, what I've always felt about this is that like, we live in a world where a lot of parents get divorced. So if we're told mm-hmm. always that when you break up with someone, you hate them and you never talk to them, how the fuck are you going to co-parent? Like how, like how are we normalizing having healthy post breakup relationships? You know, like I, I feel like that like idea is like outdated and we haven't caught up to the reality that like a lot of people have to co-parent <laughs> with a former lover. I'm going to say that I think the solution to this is to put more lesbians on television because mm-hmm. lesbians mm-hmm. don't have this problem. <laughs> they, have, they have a different issue, which is that they're all fucking best friends with each yes, other after they break I up. I know. I know. <laughs> and then you're like, true. and then you're at a dinner party and you're like, wait, how many of you have slept with each other? And it's like, oh, all of you. Okay. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Cool, 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 cool. 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 Glad I'm here <laughs> entering into this group. <laughs> yeah, but like seeing the yeah, like it's hard because we're told from the audience that like the end game of soulmate friendship is Dawson and Joey, and then we see it, we're like, no, no, I don't want that. Well, and how come? How come Dawson and Joey's sort of like soulmate status can't be them being friends? I've always wondered that. Why must it involve Dawson's boner? That is what I want to know. know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> I have real questions about it. And if they really wanted us to believe that their soulmateness involved love, why don't we ever get to see them together? Right. Totally. Yeah, <laughs> you can't have it both ways, writers. Like, come on. Yeah, you gotta so, earn shit. That leads me to second. Sarah's second question and our final question. Yeah. I know you'll talk about it when you get there, but do you both like season five and six as a whole? I don't hate the last couple of seasons, but I prefer when they're in high school. I think the show loses some of its magic when they're all in different places. So when we started this podcast, I rewatched seasons five and six because Mm -hmm. I was like, I rarely watch them except for a couple of choice episodes and like I'm sure you can all guess which ones um and so I like I and I rewatched them and I was like these are actually pretty fun Mm -hmm. like I kind of like them I think I mean I think part of my enjoyment of them is that of course Aaron and I became friends over Mm -hmm. um, season five um, and then watched I mean we lived together when season six was airing we, I mean, yeah, we were yeah. literal roommates. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> and lived in the same room when season uh, six was airing. So, um, so there's part of that memory wrapped up with them as well. Um, I do like seasons five and six. I think they're good yeah. seasons. I do not. I think that, and we will definitely dig in to how I'm not sure that they get the college experience quite right. Mm-hmm. Um. And I think that sometimes that's a disservice. Um, mm-hmm. 
But I also think they have a lot of opportunities to broaden the storytelling. The, one of Jen's storylines in season five is honestly one of my favorite things that happens on Dawson's Creek. Um, mm. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I definitely, it's like, yeah, I agree. I, I don't really watch them regularly. I've watched a lot. I've watched the series finale like a bunch of times um, mm. since in general, but also since doing um, this podcast and then like a, a lot of the episodes leading up to the series finale. Um, season five, I don't really watch with too much frequency, but like, yeah, like Julia said, like, obviously, like I have such like nostalgia for it because like I just we watched it together I have so many mm -hmm. memories of it and like of that also really pivotal time in your life of us being in college or in my life um yeah of being in college too. um you know so like I and like after the slog of this season like I'm like you know <laughs> I think they might be better than I I'm like is this the worst is season four the worst season like and I used to think it was like the second best one but I mm -hmm. honestly am like there's no way this is season four is not better than season two, even though season two is wild and all over the place. Like season two, like mm -hmm. is totally it's entertaining like, binging. You can binge it. You, I still revisit it. Like, you know, mm -hmm. it, that even the wild, wild episodes are like so <laughs> good. <laughs> Joey that wearing a wire. That is fucking wire. So <laughs> wild. So soapy and wild. And so just like, out of control but it's like it's so good like you know compared to and, like like joey and dawson kissing that's the way this one ends and you're like oh my oh god. god it's like unbearable there's yeah. no fun in this one and like you know yeah. Yeah. i think in terms of like what Sarah's saying is the shows of some of the magic when they're in different places and when they're out of high school this is something julia and i've been talking about about maybe what we'll discuss as our season long thing for season five is that like the thing is, like, high school is, like, a near-universal experience, but going to college isn't. Even mm -hmm. people that go to college, the experience is different. Like, yeah. one interesting thing about California is, like, nearly everyone in California has a similar college experience because we do go to public school more often than not. Mm -hmm. And so, like, if you go to a UC, a University of California, your experience is, like, very – you can relate to someone, you know. So you do have a – like I, if I meet someone who like went to UC Santa Barbara, I'm like, we can like, we have like a shared college, you know, rough experience in the same way we might have a shared, high, you know, in, in, in America, we have a roughly a shared high school experience, you know, with subtle differences, like indoor swimming pools and outdoor swimming pools. <laughs> but like, uh -huh. you know, like the experience and like my brother went to Berkeley, which is like a total different like, you know, school, but like you still, we still had a very similar experience. Um, right. And so I think that's hard because like the college experience that we see on screen in Dawson's Creek, I could never really relate to it. <laughs> I related um, the most to Jen and Jax, but yeah, yeah, but I agree. Yeah. But it, they don't live but in the dorms. We don't see as much either. of that. Yeah. yeah and they true. don't really live true. in the dorms too. Yeah. Um, so like, but I definitely more related to like their, yeah, like, yeah, I don't know. Like, I feel like Jack maybe had the most similar to us, but even yeah. then it kind of like, we didn't have a, we didn't, we didn't have, have a, Greek a system. life, um, yeah. at our school. Yeah. So like, I think that's one of the things that like, what we're thinking about maybe discussing in season five is that like the difficulties of transitioning a high school show into college because mm. high school is a near universal experience, but 
after high school is a total different all over the place, you know? Mm Um, yeah. And I think, yeah, we'll, I think that's why I know Audrey's really polarizing, but Julie and I really like her obviously because she's from California too. So like, (laughs) there's like, yeah, like, and it's so like, I don't know. I I'm excited to like delve in. Like I said, I don't really watch season five that much. So I'm I'm actually really excited to watch it, but Mm -hmm. there's something really compelling about the fact that Audrey's introduced as kind of like this also sexual being, but she doesn't really get slut shamed for it. Mm -hmm. And I can't tell if that's because she's from California. (laughs) <laughs> we get to be slutty in california i kind of think no so. consequences <laughs> or like just like i'm just kidding it's less like uptight like there's yeah, like totally. this, just like um i mean there is like a u.s narrative about what it's like in california which is like really to californians like you're eye- rolling like, your eyes yeah okay <laughs> you know and like there is a real like interest you know like maybe some of our listeners know i'm i'm traveling the u.s right now so i've experienced a lot of backlash and hatred you know just thrust Mm. at me from like just being from california and and not entirely a lot of joy too but there is a a, um a narrative about what california is like and you know like the kooky wild (laughs) blonde girl is like Mm. it is a trope and like you know, like the, the, and being like a, in a way, like more hypersexual is a trope of the California girl, but mm-hmm. like not in this negative way, which I like find intensely compelling. So absolutely. I'm we are going to have some great talks about Audrey. Yeah. I'm definitely excited to, you know, delve deep into that and like why like the blonde slutty girl is accepted from California and the one from New York isn't. And don't worry, y'all, I am starting Busy Phillips's memoir um, this week. <laughs> so I will have that under my belt by the time we get there. And I can. Amazing. She's got some things to say, but also the greatest love story of our generation, Michelle Williams and Busy Phillips, was uh, uh, comes from this show. So <laughs> I know. Oh, my God. Yeah, oh, my so God. There's you know we're going to talk about it. <laughs> It's so awesome. I'm I'm excited for sure. Yeah, same, so I'm same. definitely excited. But yeah, so cool. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you, everyone, Thanks. for sending yeah. in your questions. Um, we're excited for season five, if you don't know. <laughs> yeah, we are excited. Season four. Woo! We I did it. You're glad to be done. I know we're glad to be done with it. So <laughs> I hope we did it justice. You know, yeah. some people have polarizing opinions on our opinions and like, eh, whatever. Well, <laughs> these are just our opinions. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens in yep. this world. Uh, the internet's weird, but yeah, thank you all for being here with us. We're so glad to just be here doing this. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's yeah. like, it is wild to be at the other side of the best episodes of tv history sure and you know know that we have like another year until we get to like the good ones again again. (laughs) (laughs) but it's still exciting and we're so glad you're still joining us on this journey and Mm -hmm. you know i hope y'all are staying safe you know summer is fun and for americans we're having a completely different experience and that is like honestly a real head fuck when you have to know that other countries don't have the vaccine like we do um mm. why is that happening i don't know i don't i mean know. you do know but yeah i do sucks. yes <laughs> yeah but it's a bad reason <laughs> yes <laughs> 
just like Americans hoarding resources once again. That's cool, cool. Yeah. Yeah, that doesn't get you anywhere. Stop hoarding, people. Come on. Remember yeah. when you bought all that toilet paper? How much do you shit? Come on. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Not any more or less than you did before. Oh my God. I just mm. like my friends and I were like, we learned so much about Americans. They just shit way too much. Eat some greens, you freaks. <laughs> Jesus, get some more fiber up in there. You really need that much toilet paper. What is wrong? <laughs> I hope y'all are staying safe. This took a turn. Eating your greens. <laughs> Just get some green juice going in there. You'll be good. You'll be fine. And like <laughs> Black Lives Matter, defund mm. the police, stop yeah. Asian hate. Let's just like get those vaccines out there. Like, mm-hmm. can we like get a free Palestine? Mm. Oh my gosh, wow, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's wild, but we're trying to, trying our best. Mm. So, yeah. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Dawson's Critique. You can email us, dawsonscritique at gmail.com. Send us your ideas and thoughts on season five while you're at it. That'll be fun. Yeah. yeah, uh, We want to shout our boy Kilia for making our theme song. You can find him on Instagram at GoFreakingCrazy. You can follow my Finsta at Aaron.Hensley. We have merch at dotly slash Dawson's Critique. And as always, you can order our book, I Remember Everything, Life Lessons from Dawson's Creek, available wherever you get your books. And let's shout out a novel bookstore in Memphis, Tennessee. Um, They are a great little bookstore, a little indie bookstore, uh, and um, you can order our book from them if you would like. You can find me online at Pesty1079 on Twitter and Instagram. Please like a subscribe, write a review wherever it is you get your books. Thank you. Or... Podcasts, not books. Woo. Um, thank you to but those or of, books oh. or books. <laughs> Write a review of that. Um, <laughs> wherever it is you get your podcast. Thank you to those of you who have done. Um, it really helps us. So we appreciate it. As always, we hope you have a lovely week. We love you all. And uh, thanks for sticking with us through season four. Thank God it's over. See ya. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't want to wait for our lives to be over.